Thank you for downloading this podcast from CoracleOnline.com, Professional Development Specialists, for October 2010. So I'm here today with Ryan Wallace of Oceanus Live, talking for Shipping Podcasts. And Ryan, perhaps you could start off by telling us what Oceanus Live is. Hi, James. Uh, thanks for having me. Oceanus Live uh, bore out of um, Glenn Forbes uh, and my uh, myself's experience within um, EU NAFOR. Um, just a, a little background. We uh, were part of the original command team to, to join EU NAFOR. And um, at, at that time, um, we were looking for ways in which we could uh, communicate information to the merchant maritime community. Um, and Captain Richard Farrington and Admiral Jones were very forward-thinking, and um, they kind of allowed us to, to crack on with our own ideas in, in, in achieving that aim. Uh, and one of them uh, was to develop the uh, Maritime Security Centre for the Horn of Africa, uh, which, interestingly enough, I wanted to call International uh, Maritime Security Centre, but I think my, my hopes were a bit too high for what we were trying to achieve. Um, but um, we, we basically developed that, that website, and um, uh, against a lot of people uh, were fighting against it, uh, thinking that it wouldn't work, that the maritime community weren't really focused on web-based uh, systems to assist, but really we were more looking at trying to find out the, the amount of ships transiting the area. Uh, that progressed into the development of a, a uh, sorry, communication collaborative environment um, for the, uh, all the forces operating in that area, um, primarily so that we could just get international cooperation within the, uh, between, between the actual uh, military uh, naval assets out there. Uh, which has actually become a, a very big success and is, is currently being used now as the primary tool for countering piracy. Uh, and having met a lot of the industry leaders at the time, uh, I asked the question, why don't they share information when they're in high threat or dangerous environments? It's kind of something that in the military we've been used to, but uh, I think it was quite a new concept. And essentially the idea here, uh, or the answer I got back from them was that no one's actually tried to do this collaborative environment for the entire industry. Um, so we looked at seeing what were the possibility, feasibility of doing it in, in, uh, in the operation. Uh, it wasn't really feasible at the time to, to, to mount power, financial, and the usual constraints. Um, so now since I've left, and uh, Glenn too, we've, uh, we've, we've put in motion the design for oceanuslive.org, uh, which essentially is... Uh, a very much a collaborative environment in the same way that the military would use it to share information uh, so that you have real-time information about what's happening in a particular area, which of course gives you proactive planning of, or, or avoidance planning um, rather than reactive planning that we, we currently get through, through uh, normal alerts and, and uh, the, the usual notice that mariners get. So how does that uh, work? So that's the aim. How, how does that work then, Ryan? Does, is it that the the ship will radio in its position and the threat it's seen and to a call centre, or is it electronically done? I mean, how does how do you actually gather that information and then push it back out? I think really um, 
the, the point of Oceana Slide is to, is to get there at a very embryonic stage within the utilization of the internet for the maritime community. What we're hoping is that it's an online collaborative environment uh, whereby um, the ships will pass uh, via this online uh, environment they're, what they're literally seeing whilst they're transiting through areas such as the Horn of Africa so that suspect activity, potential attacks, and actual pirate attacks can all be mapped in a real-time environment for them. Um, so that, as opposed to what's happening now, is the reports are coming after an attack. Uh, we're hoping that any suspect activity will be alerted to ships prior to them actually entering into that danger area. Um, now, obviously, the biggest thing that we're hitting is the uh, the internet at sea capability, which we're very aware of, and, and we've actually had a meeting with Imarsat and, and a few other people to look at the way that's going and very, very soon in the future there's going to be a big push for uh, the always-on capability that we have and we expect in our homes, um, pretty much at sea. Um, MRSAT are launching some um, satellites uh, quite shortly uh, that will offer some greater bandwidth um, for those ships at sea and hopefully drive down costs amongst the whole industry. Um, but that's in the future. So right now what we're looking at is that, that environment being available for the ships that do have internet at sea at the moment, but we're also building in um, a, 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 an environment whereby those company security officers and duty personnel ashore who are already in contact with their ships have the availability to be within this live environment and they can share the information that they're receiving back from their ships through voice comms or however it may be uh, within this environment so that it shares within the community. Um, and obviously there's, a, there's another part to this, we've also got the sailing community out there that, that do transit in these, these areas um, and that need the sort of information that are getting at, uh, being passed to the larger vessels. Uh, and so we're looking at an offline software solution uh, which uses the most minimal bandwidth uh, to download data as, as often as that person so wishes if they're tethering from satellite phones or, or what the other thing that's coming quite soon is of course uh, smartphones, smart satellite phones. Um, which would be great if we could get in there at the, the very beginning. Fantastic. And so when you talk about the community, do people, is this accessible to anybody who's on the, you know, on the high seas or do you have to be a member of the, the, uh, the Oceanus Live community by being registered? How, how does that work? Yeah, well, oceanuslive.org is up at the moment, and you're able to actually register your interest uh, at, at present. We're, we're still going through um, development at the moment. We're, we're quite close to there, but we've, we're doing continual testing. Um, once it goes live, what's going to happen effectively is we will put the site live, which allows people to come in. There's, there's more than just these collaborative environments. Um, we actually have forums and we've got news and we're hoping to build in some new um, networking uh, environments for the whole maritime industry. Um, but what will happen is once you actually get into that environment, you will register for access into the maritime collaborative communities. Um, and at that point, a certain level of vetting will happen based on uh, the, the companies and, and as much information that we can get utilizing IMO, MMSI, numbers, etc. Um, but there's actually another big part to this, and, and which is why I'm key that a lot of people don't focus solely on the piracy piece, because we're actually making available um, emergency collaboration centers. And the theory behind this is if any event happens worldwide involving maritime, uh, a recognized body, uh, whether it be a Coast Guard, for instance, or one of the shipping uh, organizations, 
if they request a, a centre to be opened, that we can actually open that immediately. And those people registered within OceanusLive.org can freely just go into that environment and share information. Um, and one of the most simple uh, examples we use is the, the recent Baltic freeze, um, where some 80 ships were frozen in the, uh, up in the Baltic. Uh, and there was an incident where uh, there was a, a collision between ships uh, and a passenger ferry had um, some uh, medical issues with uh, their passengers on board. Um, at that point, a collaborative environment would inform all those ships what exactly was being done and how emergencies could respond. Um, it's not to, to take away from anything that happens with regards to SOLAS, but hopefully we're looking at this to be a supporting tool to that. And does that mean you'll work closely with uh, organisations such as AMVA? Yeah, uh, AMVA uh, are someone that we would like to work quite closely with and um, we, we tweet quite a lot and uh, we, we see AMVA and we're trying to get in uh, with AMVA at the moment. Um, what we're doing is uh, we, we're actually quite early. We, we, we've progressed this quite quickly um, and we're, we're hitting the shipping organisations to try and explain what it is we're trying to do to get some uh, feedback from them and also support from them. And if there's support within the industry for this sort of collaboration, um, then obviously it will feed naturally into um, organisations such as AMVA, um, and that's the way we'd like to push it in the future. And, and, and it's quite interesting, actually. Um, post Haiti, the realisation for um, crowdsourced, as they call it, collaboration, whereby people, uh, you know, all come into one central area to share information, um, has actually been proven as quite an important tool. Um, and Ryan Skinner on ShipCrunch.com uh, made a very good point about the US military actually tried some crowdsourcing techniques and they found it quite a useful tool um, for expediting um, information. So within high threat environments, obviously crowdsourcing is seen as a, as a potential way forward. Uh, and AMVA is very much one of the original crowdsource um, uh, parties uh, within the maritime industry. Sure. And Ryan, when do you expect this to be at the next stage? When will it be actually a live system? Well, what we're hoping for is within the next four to five weeks, the beta system will be up and running. And by that time, we should have uh, enough organisations interested to actually get on and actually test that system, um, which would be great. Uh, and from that point, we'll probably go into a three-month phase uh, whereby the system is actually being used um, uh, and, and progress and we'll just make changes as needed. Okay, and if there's someone listening to this podcast who works for a, a, a ship-owning organisation or a ship manager, something like that, who wants to get in touch uh, to, to be part of that beta group, uh, what's the best way they, they can reach you? The uh, best way is to go to www.oceanuslive.org. Uh, on there, you can just register now. Uh, we, our contact details are on there also, uh, and I'm more than happy to take any questions that people may have. Fantastic. Well, what we'll do is we'll put uh, some links in the show notes. Uh, you've got a fantastic clip on YouTube that explains it all quite nicely as well. And uh, we'll put a link to uh, the website. And thanks very much for explaining. We'll be certainly uh, interested to hear more as you get to the next phase. Great. Thanks very much, James. Appreciate it. No problem. Speak to you soon.